I got to keep remembering that that's going to come on before I can start talking. TGIT, thank God it's Thursday, and I think today is Thursday. This is Tawanda with Real Girlfriends Across America, where we believe in lifelong friendships and building. And once again, we're back tonight, and hopefully we'll be here every night around the same time sharing information that is important to us that we want to share with women all across the globe. Last night, we had an amazing time on here talking about friendships, um, frenemies, and so many other amazing things. And I had two lovely ladies that was assisting me, and it's just really great to partner up and build a business with incredible positive, progressive women on the move, and guess what? They're back again tonight. So tonight we have a unique topic, and we're talking about women in business, and this is extremely important to us because one of the things, as we continue to build this company, we'll be partnering with several women in business. We'll have a lot of vendor opportunities and different ways that people can share their business, expose others to their business, grow their business, and most importantly, take their business to the next level according to whatever their goals are. So I'm going to turn the call over to my partner, Kay, and she's going to share some information with everyone, and we'll just kind of go from there. All right, Kay, I turn the call over to you. Thank you. Um, I hope you all are doing well tonight. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about how how all of us can help or encourage each other and other women while they are starting a business. I myself have been um, working for myself. I started in 2011. Um, I started building my brand then. My pen name is K.W. McCabe, writing my own self-published books, um, doing my own digital book covers, getting them self-published, researching and learning the process, the type font, everything. And It was, um, was and is my passion and my skill. And then on top of that, outside of that, um, I have done um, just other uh, um, independent contracting work. Um, and I have found that the most important aspect of working for yourself is staying motivated and staying passionate. I think that's probably the most important thing is staying passionate and loving what you do. Because if you don't love what you do, you're not going to keep doing it. Um, so I was thinking of, you know, in what way can we encourage each other and other women to get out there and do their business? And I think that there are 10 points that I'd like to touch on that I think are really important. And the first one, again, is to find your passion. Or your, what is it that you love to do? Like, what is it that you just, you get up every day, and even though you might be at a job doing something, this is what stays on your heart. Like, you wish you could be doing this instead of that. Or when you get home, you wish that you could be doing this instead of whatever it is you're putting your energy into. Um, what are you skilled at doing? What is what is it that you put your energy and your time into doing? Excuse me. Um, are they are they the same or different? Is your skill and your passion the same, or are they two different things? And if they are different, do you have to choose between them? Do you have to choose between your passion and what you're skilled at, or can you somehow integrate them? So I would just want to you know ask the two of you. Um, Corinne and Tawanda, like, how did you guys get started in your um, business? Did did you find that it was important to do what you were passionate about or what you were skilled in? Were they the same thing or were they different? 
Oh, well, I, this is Karen, and, and I chose to do something that I was passionate about because um, I believe that if I was passionate about I was passionate about it, I would be motivated to, to do it and do it at the best of my ability. So that's how I came up with the decision to, to do my business um, or, or the business that I decided to do. Okay. Well, that that's definitely a good question and an ironic thing. This is Tawanda, and when I started my very first business, it actually was a home-based business, and a great company. It used to be called Prepaid Legal Services, and today it's called Legal Shield. And I had a friend of mine, which is also a church member and a sorority sister, she invited me out to a meeting, and she said, hey, what are you doing on Thursday night at 7 o'clock? And I said, hmm, nothing. So she said, be dressed up. I want you to go somewhere with me. And I said, where do you want me to go? She said, do you trust me? I said, of course. She said, just be ready. So I actually went to an event with her, and um, and I saw all these different people, and I was like, what in the world is this? And then I heard a guy giving a presentation talking about multiple streams of income, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm the type of person that's kind of like scamish, but then I had to remember who I was with, and I did trust her, and I do trust her. So I listened to the information. It made sense. I got started, and that was my very first business. So I actually wasn't looking for anything. It kind of found me, and it's one of the best decisions I've made in my whole life. So since then, I've been on the road to entrepreneurship, building business, making money, helping people, and everything else that I love that I'm passionate about. Um. The other the the next question or the point that I wanted to bring across is that when you do get started in your business or when you're you know doing whatever it is you're passionate or that you love to do or that you're skilled to do like research and study is so important like for example um, like when I started writing my own books I had to research how do you put an ebook together how do you um, upload it to these sites in a format that is acceptable how do you do the type font how do you do the chapter list how do you do the um the cover in a way that it will fit the correct picture format i had to research all of that i couldn't just slap something together and upload it and think that it was going to be accepted and so i think that also researching what it is that you need to do um to be successful and what it is that you're you're working on is also important um i don't know if you guys have had any experience with that or if you had to do any studying or research do you want to anything about that well this is Tawanda I definitely agree I'm sorry yeah I just want to say I I definitely agree with you on that research is definitely keen and over the years I've grown when it comes to research because it's something I really didn't want to invest time in doing however I learned how valuable it was to dot your I's and cross your T's and have all the information before you make a very important decision regardless of what it is so no I did everything that you said Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with that. Um, I'm always doing research because things are always changing, especially when it comes to internet-based things, because um, rules are always being updated and things are always being changed. Um, so it is very important to do research, especially when you're starting something that's new um, that you may not be familiar with or think that you have a little bit of knowledge on um, because, like I said, things are always changing. There's always more than one way to do things. So for me personally, I'm constantly doing research on things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and and I think it's important. At least, at least I try to continue my research. Like it's okay to research and then put it to use, but like you said, things are always changing, and so you there's there's never really an end to research. Like you always have to update your skills. Like there might be a new edition of whatever it is that you're doing that you have to familiarize yourself with, so that you won't get behind on the new um, the new requirements for whatever it is that you do. Um, number three, um, the number thir the third point that, that I um, want to address is that it's important to start small and take the first step. And by that, I mean, um, sometimes people get really intimidated by thinking, wow, I have this big dream, but I don't, it just, it's such a big dream and I don't know how to get started. And it seems like it's so much work and that can paralyze people. It can make them over, feel overwhelmed and not move. But sometimes the first step is really small. Like, um, when I first started writing, the very first step was to write. Like, I couldn't publish anything without writing first. So the first step, the smallest step, was to just write and to finish writing. Um, and that was the very first step. Like, all of the other stuff came later. The very first step was to actually do it. Um, what was what was your guys' first step with your business? <laughs> I'm over here laughing. This is Wanda because with me... <laughs> I'm all in. I'm a scale of one to ten. I'm probably at a hundred. Like I'm gonna start going a hundred miles per hour just because that's just how I have to do it. And um, I mean, I'll probably mm -hmm. slow down after I'm get, getting started very, very fast. And like with the first business that I started, I had a goal of what I talked to my sponsor about, person that got me started. And she said, "Hey, you can do small. You can do it like this." I said, "I want to do. I want to exceed it. Like, tell me what I can do here." And that's just kind of. I'm just really like adrenaline junkie so yeah i just have to take it and just leap and go mm -hmm. yeah with with me um this is karen i actually like did a, a lot of research before i even started like um to even think about what it was that i wanted to or before i began to do what i wanted to do i did a bunch of research um and just decided, okay, this is what I want to do. I think this is going to be where the trend is going to um, lead to. And then I just kind of looked to see how is this going to make money? How does it make sense? Um, visually, how is this going to look? Um, I'm a very visual person. Um, so I wanted to, like, lay it out and see how everything would flow and how it, just made, how it would make sense to me and how it would make sense to other people. So, so basically, to summarize, like you would say that your first step was planning. Yeah, exactly. A lot of planning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, number four that I'd like to address is I think it's extremely important to find like-minded people who have the same passion. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but have you ever gone around somebody that you thought you could, you know, share your joy with and say, oh, you know what, I'm working on this thing or I'm working on that thing and I'm super excited and I'm getting this done and I'm getting that done and they just don't respond with the same energy and their low energy just sort of kills your energy like you felt like they should be happy for you and all they sent you was hate <laughs> have you guys ever experienced that who hasn't <laughs> <laughs> um this, this is sawanda and and honestly and and really you just hit home on a whole nother level with that tip because i learned a long time ago that if someone is not stroking your vision 
they're choking your dream. And that's why the laws of association are extremely important. I learned um, when I started network marketing, they said, show me the five people who you're around, and I'll show you who you are. And I love, and I've always done this for the last 15 years or so, um, surround myself with positive people that are going to motivate me, that's going to push me, that's going to encourage me, that is going to hear about my, that's going to listen to my dreams and ideas and give some feedback and thoughts. Even with recently meeting you ladies, we've been sharing a lot of different stuff, and it's been the energy has been so amazing. That's everything to me. That's everything. And unfortunately, you know, those dream killers or those negative people or those people that's not that encouraging sometimes are people who we've known forever and the closest people to us because they don't really see the vision and opportunity because some people are just so content with being mediocre and just doing what everybody else has been doing for 100 years. So, yeah, you really just struck a nerve, really, <laughs> just to think about that. <laughs> and that's why I protect my associations with my life, because I only want positive, smart, strong, and amazing people around me to give good vibes and vice versa. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Now I feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Corinne? Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, there's been times where I'm like really super excited about something, and then I, you know, may mention it to someone, and they're just like, "Well, how is that going to work? Well, how is that going to work?" And just you know, just you off their negativity, mm-hmm. and it kind of like have you thinking like, "Well, am I going down the right road?" But then it's you know, it just takes you trying to like know or have the confidence in your vision and staying true to your vision that it doesn't really matter what anybody else does. I'm sure there's been plenty of times when someone came up with something great and something that we probably use every day. I'm sure that when Facebook was first created, that whoever they spoke to, they were like, well, that doesn't make sense, and now everyone uses it. So I try not to let people defer me, and I try not to, you know, maybe share my ideas until I already planted it. You know what I mean? Once the seed is there, then I, I won't have to worry about, okay, they're knocking me or, or putting that self-doubt in me. Right. Um, I I think both of you have pretty much hit it on the nail because that is so important. People who don't have the same passion and don't have the same drive or the same energy level drag you back down to the level of energy that they have, which is probably low because they're not encouraging you. Um, I remember reading um, a book called Increase Your Financial IQ by Robert Kiyosaki. And I don't know if you guys have heard of the book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He also was the author of that, too. It was a, um, Girl, who has a bestseller. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love him. <laughs> so that same author, the guy that wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he wrote this book called Increase Your Financial IQ. And what he said in there, he mentioned something, that there was a scientific study of the brain. And they found that the neurons, we have what's called, I believe it's mirror neurons which means that the neurons in our brain mirror the same type of energy that is sending off whoever it is we're around. So if, if you and I are around and, and interacting with one another, our neurons will start to mirror one another. Our energy level will start to mirror each other. And you know, as women, like when women get together, our energy levels, everything about us starts to synchronize. 
And when he said that, I realized, okay, so that's why they say birds of a feather flock together, because the more you hang around a group of people, the more like them you become. And so if you want to be on a different level, you need to get up out of that low level and get up into a higher level with people who are in that higher level. So that's why it's so important to find like-minded people who have the same passion. Um, Do you guys have anything Yeah. No, you said you said a mouthful right there. <laughs> um, number five that I wanted to talk about is um, introduce your skill or product to your community. Now, this is probably at least it was for me. I don't know about other people, but introducing your skill or product to to your community can be the scariest part because that's the moment that you're putting yourself out there. That's the moment you're putting your product out there. And the moment that 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 hit for me was when I finally published my books. And I was like, I don't know how people are going to react. I don't know if anybody's going to buy it. Um, And so that can be the scariest moment, but that's really like the, the best hurdle because once you get past that, once you have put it out there, you've conquered that fear and you can just keep going. Have you guys like, um, um, you know, introducing your skill or your product, and you want to tell us what your experience was? Well, let me see how I can say this nicely. This is Tawanda. Yes, I was so excited when I started my first business, and I wanted to share the information with everyone in my hometown. My immediate family, they said, hey, well, you've never really asked us for anything we're going to definitely support you. So no matter what it is, we're all in. And that was, of course, a breath of fresh air. When I started talking to other people in my community, they were like, girl, get out of my face. I don't want to hear anything about that. I'm not going to do anything to help you position yourself to be rich. Are you crazy? And I was like, oh, all right, then. So needless to say, I built a whole new warm market, and I have been doing that for an extremely long time. Mm-hmm. So what helped you what helped you get past that first hurdle of like conquering that fear of putting yourself out there? Um thankfully I was working with um a mentor that had already warned me of different things that I was going to go through and then she reminded me that I would be in business for myself but not by myself and she was with me every step of the way. And, you know, you can have the toughest person in the room but still people have feelings. So because she had prepared me and because she was there with me, just supporting, and even call people for me, we just went through it together, and that made the difference. Mm-hmm. That that kept me from being scarred, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that support is so important. Absolutely. What about you, Corinne? Um, yeah, when I first started um, my business, I... I think that it was more or less like I didn't necessarily have support. I was just in a position where financially I was able to do so um, just because I didn't really have um, the my, the bills were taken care of at the time. Um, so I didn't have that particular fear, the fear of maybe not being able to, to survive at that time. Um, so I more or less like felt like I was prepared. I did the research and I felt like that was the time to do it because, you know, I knew later on, um, that financially it, it wouldn't be that lax as it was at that particular time. So I just went ahead and, and did it. And 
Um, it was a lot of self-belief at the time because, like I said, I had already did the research, and I really didn't turn to anyone else um, at that particular time for support. I just went ahead and just did it. And as I was doing it, I was, like, so proud of myself, and I was surprised that I actually was making money doing it that I was, at that point, I was like, look what I'm doing. <laughs> and people were just like, the people that I did share it with, um, they were like, oh, okay, that's cool, whatever. But I don't think they really grasped, like, the effort and the work that I was actually doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so so when you um, when you finally did put yourself out there, like, did you experience any fear in putting yourself out there in the beginning? Um, at the beginning, not really, because I figured um, that it was either, like, it was a win-win situation. So I would at least put myself out there, and I had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't succeed, it was nothing. It was like no one there judging me, because I didn't really tell people I was doing that. So oh. I just went ahead and, and just did what I felt like I needed to do at the time. And, just, and once I, you know, start seeing the results, that's when I started telling people about it, what I, have, I, what I had been doing. Um, but mm-hmm. initially I, I didn't, I guess I didn't tell people just because I didn't want that, I didn't want the negativity and I didn't want people to try to put their own um, input on what I was trying to do. Okay, so so you, part of your your strategy was basically not telling any, anybody you knew that you were doing it. Yeah, exactly. That's a good strategy because sometimes the people closest to you, like we just talked about, will just drag you down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, number six. Point number six would be build a network and by uh, and word of mouth. So um, there. I think it's important, at least for me. I don't know if this is for every single product, but I know that for many, many products and many, many businesses, building a network and word of mouth is so important, especially when you're first starting off. Um, When I first started writing, I built a network with other authors, other writers, and how we used word of mouth was we would um, do interviews, we would do um, book contests, reviews, you know, basically anything that would, get more attention to us and, you know, then people would read the book or hear the interview or um, pass by the website and say, oh, this is a good book. And then they might tell a friend or a family about it. And now I have people who still email me on my website because of that, you know, asking me about uh, some book or some story that I'm writing on. Um, And that's, you know, that's kind of how word of mouth works. Like you build a network and you get to know people and those people tell people and it, it pushes your product or your skill or your business more. Um, when you guys uh, started, did you have to build a network in any kind of way or, you know, use word of mouth? Like what, what how did you guys first start um, utilizing those kind of resources? This is, this is Tawanda and um, Corinne, you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, when I started, I started on a, a platform that was already, I guess, a sort of a network. So when I started, I started on Fiverr. And um, mm-hmm. so at the time, because Fiverr is a little bit different now, but at the time, um, Fiverr allowed you to reach out to anyone that was advertising anything. Um, so I literally would just sit there and just from the morning until afternoon, I would just sit 
and answer um, or respond to anyone that was looking for a job that I felt like I could do. Um, so with oh. that, starting doing it that way, I was able to start building up my portfolio. I was able to start um, reaching new people and then started to, like, build my business that way. Okay, okay. All right, and basically, um, because, I'm sorry. Um, do you, um, did you learn, did you get any uh, new business by word of mouth by doing that? Yeah, I actually still, actually still work with some people that I actually started working with off of Fiverr, and that was back in 2013, and they're still some of my clients to this day. Okay. What about you, Twanda? Yeah, my first business was actually in network marketing, so it was definitely a people business, and it was products and services we wanted to share. So, yes, I had to meet people, share information with them, get referrals. So, absolutely, I had to definitely build a a network and kind of work the network from there of, you know, referrals and et cetera, et cetera. Did you notice that word of mouth helped your, helped your um, business at all or not? <laughs> word of mouth is the best. Word, I mean, yeah, of course, with marketing and advertising and stuff like that, all that's awesome. But, yes, word of mouth, when you have one person and you can give them something that they actually like and love, they're going to tell everyone. I know a lot of these restaurants, mm-hmm. for example, you know, hey, I went to Applebee's and they have a new steak and shrimp and it's amazing. You can tell someone from one state to the next and they're going to want to try it out. So, yes, ma'am, word of mouth is everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, point seven, increase your productivity goals. Now, I sent a link out to you guys, and I uh, know that Tawanda got to listen to it, and this is something that I listen to on the daily. Um, it's by Bob, Bob Proctor, and it's called The Science of Getting Rich. It's a speech that he gives on YouTube. It's about an hour and 35 minutes, and I would recommend that um, if anybody is starting a business or thinking of starting a business or dreaming of starting a business that you start listening to that and listen to it every day. Like when I get up, I turn this on and it gets me motivated to get going. Um, There are times, a lot of times when, you know, you just, your energy level is low, you're tired, maybe something happened, you feel discouraged. And it's hard without some kind of motivating factor to keep your energy level high and I would suggest listening to this because it helps me when I'm I'm low, you know, feeling a little bit low energy or like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this today. This gets me right back up into rev mode. So I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to listen to it? I have not. Yep. Actually I was planning on listening to it. I just had a, a busy morning today. Mhm. Yeah, I actually listened to it earlier and I was talking to another young lady while I was preparing to listen to it, and she was inquiring about it, so I sent her the link as well. Um, and that that is just an, another example of you were sharing something great and amazing, and I received something great and amazing from it. So, yes, ma'am, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think um, just making your goal to increase your productive productivity level, like, on the daily, you should have some type of goal, like, what is it that I'm going to do to get today? When I uh, get up, well, when, before I go to bed, and this is something that I do. Not everybody has to do this. I just do this for myself because it helps me stay focused. Is Before I go to bed, I'm right, okay, what is it that I have to do tomorrow? What is it, you know, what's most important? What is the priority? And then when I wake up, I take that list out, and I'm, and I'm ready to go. If I miss a night where I don't write my goals down for the next day, 
I don't get out of bed. I chill. I don't get anything done, and my day is not productive. <laughs> so that, that's just me, but my suggestion in increasing your productivity goal is to always make, like, a to-do list of the things that you want to get done, um, unless you're super organized and you don't need that and you're just on it. <laughs> I don't know. I what need all the juice I can get. <laughs> no, I, and guess what? I need all the juice I can get, and, like, he's talking about the science of getting rich, and really, like, I know that I'm not the smartest person in the room, so I'm a sponge. Anything that's great and amazing, give it to me. Send it to me. Let me take it. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm pretty much the same way as Kay. If I don't set my goals prior to the day before, I find out or find myself the next day, like, dragging my feet. Like, I might know I need to do this, that, and a third, but I'm not as organized as if I was to prepare for the day before I wrote down my schedule you know, prior to that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, number eight is keep researching. And I, I think um, I reemphasize this because, again, like, like um, Corinne said earlier, things are always changing. The world is always changing. We're going through some really different and, um, you know, not usual times, and so research, keep researching. It's so important to keep up on your learning to know how to deal with new situations. Um, Number nine is ask for help from people who have the skills that you don't have. So, for example, in my situation, um, when I first started writing, I had to I couldn't ask someone personal, like a one-on-one conversation, but the way that I asked for help was I went to websites that had tutorials on how to put together eBooks or how to put together an audio book for my book. So I looked up tutorials. That was my way of asking for help for a skill that I didn't have. And sometimes it's completely out of some, outside of something that you can teach yourself. For example, what if you have like a um, – like this this is a hypothetical situation. What if somebody was stealing my book and I needed to get a lawyer because I don't have the skills to go to court by myself? So that would be asking for help from someone who doesn't have the skills that I or who has the skills that I don't have, like asking an attorney or asking someone for specialized assistance that has, you know, they have education or skills or abilities that you don't personally have and may not be able to get in the near future. So what do you guys, have you guys ever experienced that? Yes, I'm I'm always on YouTube, like, trying to see how to do things. And if I don't know how to do something, um, yeah, I would definitely, I'm quick to jump on YouTube and, and look at different tutorials and just, you know, get as much information that I can from others um, because that's the only way you're going to learn. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, I am definitely a sponge because I want to soak all the information, knowledge, and research that I can because things change every single day. In order to stay at the top, in order to stay competitive, in order to stay relevant, you have to have information. And someone told me something so funny one time. They had asked someone how to do something, and I, I asked people that, too. They said, oh, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, Google or YouTube, which one? Which one you want to do? 
we are in a day and time where information is currency. We should never, ever say we don't know anything. Not until we've went mm-hmm. to Google or YouTube first. Then come back and say, well, you know what? You mentioned this. I really didn't understand it. I did go to Google and YouTube, and it gave me some information, but I still need clarity. I would respect that all, all day long. But just to say I don't know, that's just lazy because we have yeah. access to information, like liter- literally. Yeah. Right. Right. And so the last point, number 10, is don't give up. If you give up, you won't get your dream. It's pretty much that simple. Um, Giving up means that you just stay where you are, nothing changes, and that's it. You cannot give up. You've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep moving. You've got to keep growing. So what do you guys think? Have there been moments where you wanted to give up and had to tell yourself, no, I've got to do something? You want to tell us about that? This um, is Tawanda. Go ahead, C. Oh, go ahead, Tawanda. Go ahead, dear. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I was just going to say, um, I just think that, you know, a lot of times when things do get difficult, it is easy for um, people to give up on, just in general, Um, but if you're motivated and you already have your mindset on this is what I'm going to accomplish, um, you may have that moment, but you'll soon realize that that was just a temporary moment that you had, um, and then you'll find the strength or find your motivation to continue with whatever it is that you set out to do. Absolutely. And um, I'm telling you, over 16 years of being in business and building a business and so many things, Yes, ma'am. There's been so many ups and so many downs and so many frowns. And um, I know when you when you do something like well, for me, I do stuff that I love to do, helping people, creating opportunities, networking. And, yeah, when you have life happens to you or something crazy or business is not where you want it to be, yeah, I've been at points I want to give up. And I'll never, ever forget one time I, I was just really probably whining and complaining to a very good friend of mine, and um, and he said to me, he said, you know Steve Harvey's story, right? And um, I'm like, I love Steve Harvey, but no, I don't know his story. And then he began to tell me about Steve Harvey's story. Are you ladies familiar with his story? I'm not. Mm, not sure. No, I don't think so. Just, just, really, just really him failing his way to success and how, you know, of course, nobody, everybody doesn't always start out rich, and how he was homeless, and he lived in his car, and he just went through so many things, but he just never gave up. And he just kind of, like, just went through and explained his story. And I'm like, wow, really? I didn't think he just woke up and was rich one day, but I didn't know that he was, you know, that he was homeless, and he stayed in his car. And then he was saying, you know, it doesn't matter what you got to do and what you got to go through. Quitting is not even an option. And I know how you are, and you're ambitious. And, And really, it was just so encouraging and and because he mentioned someone that I do actually respect and I do like, I, I like to follow Steve Harvey. And, and he has a million jobs that he always talks about, all his jobs. But, yes, I have been at the brink of wanting to quit and give up, and it took a friend to come say, you can't quit, and this is why. So, absolutely. Is And is he an author or a writer, is, or does he have something on YouTube that I can, like, you can, like, look Who's at? Steve Harvey? Oh, Steve Harvey. I thought you said something else. 
Oh yeah, Steve <laughs> Harvey. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve oh, Harvey is everything. He's all yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not even speaking Ebonics. Yeah, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey story. And I'm pretty sure you can like Google it. I, I think I'm gonna Google it tonight because just an incredible story like that, um, is amazing. Okay, okay. I didn't know that he used to be homeless. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, right. I didn't know that well, somebody told me. Wow. All right. Well, those were the 10 um, pointers that I had um, just to encourage women out there and to encourage each other to, you know, as we start or continue the businesses that we're doing. Um, I think that it's important to, like, continue to to focus on each one of those points. Surround yourself by people who are like-minded. Um, don't give up continuing research. Um, just to keep on moving because if you give up, you won't get to your dreams. So with that, I want to turn it back to Tawanda, and I thank you for allowing me to speak on this tonight. Well, you know, I'm super excited about this topic because I believe that one thing that could help all of us women in business is finding different ways to work together, to push each other, to support each other, and so on and so forth. Just like Corinne was saying, when she decided to start her business, she did her research. She didn't really tell a lot of people about it. She just she was about action. She did her research, and she implemented it, and as things were progressing, then she let people know, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, I'm super excited about that because even though we're in business for ourselves, we do not have to be in business by ourselves. And with our company, just being able to work with women across the globe through our vendor opportunities, I can see it now. Having an event and having someone who sells some type of beauty product or some type of health product or that's in financial services or that's in insurance that we're working with. You know, I'm looking so forward to being able to, as I load my car with all this other stuff that we have, loading my car with whoever our partners are, whoever the vendors are that's connected with us, you know, taking their stuff too and sharing with, with people. Like, especially now with COVID-19, we're in a distressed time. You know, we should always make important decisions about our life and our future and plan and things like that. But unfortunately, sometimes people wait to a disaster or a pandemic to get their will done or to get this insurance or to get certain things. So we're looking forward to partnering with people that are in business for themselves and that have a product or a service that can help people, that can make somebody look good, feel good, that can be a blessing to people, and so on and so forth. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, and I just wanted to really go out to Corinne because you've been in business for yourself for several years and you just kind of seem like you've done your own research and kind of done your own thing. You didn't really wait for anyone. What was it that influenced you to be like a go-getter? I um, think that I've been um, the same way since I was young. Um, so when I was young, I would make up, like, and I don't know, I guess it sounds strange now, but I um, would make up fake businesses, and I always had a computer, so I would just be on the computer, and I, like, taught myself how to, like, use the computer inside and out, and even programs that I guess, like, every single program, I went and made sure I knew how to use it. Um, so I've always been, I guess, out there looking for information, looking to um, know how to do a lot of different things. Um, I was, like, in, I think, in the ninth grade 
when I started to um, play around with the word sheet. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I taught myself how to use Word, Excel, and then I'm just making up text and um, different things to do just mm-hmm. to um, to use Word or Excel. Um, so I was always in, I guess, the same type of way when I was younger. I was in middle school when I made up a magazine, and I would just write articles kind of based on how it was in, like, the Word Up magazine. Um, so I think I just – it was – for me, once I got to adult, just taking it to another level. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I definitely respect that, and I know that so many people will be inspired and empowered to be able to go and do that as well. Um, this is really amazing because, unfortunately, sometimes people sit and think about doing it. They just never do. So um, I wanted to say one more thing, but I want to ask you ladies this first. To that person that they're thinking about starting a business, but they're not really sure what to do. They're not really sure they should really even start it or not. They're kind of scared. Like, what would you tell that person that's on the fence right now? Um, this is Karen. I, I would tell the person to just find something that you're really passionate about because if it's something that you're really passionate about, um, you'll be self-motivated to do that. Um and I'm big on, like I said before, just doing the research. So whatever it is that you are looking to do, look at other people that are doing this, something similar or if not the same thing as what you're looking to do. Um, and you can, you know, use them as a motivation, say, hey, I, I would like my company to move like their company. Or you might use someone to say, okay, I want my company to look like their company does. And, of course, you want to be original. So you'll, you know, just use them as a maybe a, a example of what you want out of what you're doing and just whatever it is, just um, make sure that you dot all your I's so that you find it to be easier for you um, in the long haul. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um, I think I, I, I actually was going to say the same thing that Corinne did. <laughs> um, I think that the very first step <laughs> she stole my answer. <laughs> no, Shame on her. Finding, yeah, the very first thing is finding what you love. Because if you don't love it, you're not going to be motivated to do it. You're not going to be inspired. Um, in his speech in uh, The Science of Getting Rich, Bob Proctor was talking about people who pick something that they know they can do, but it's not what they love. So they try to do it, but because they're not inspired, they give up. You have to be inspired because, by, like, starting a business is a fight. It's a it's a battle. Like, it's there's so much work that you have to put into working for yourself that it has to be something you you love to do or you won't want to do it. So it's got to you've got to find what you love. Absolutely, absolutely. And we only have a few more minutes, so I really want to say this as we close out tonight because. Oh man, this 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 is another call that really hit home because it's something so important, especially during this time of COVID nineteen. So many jobs are laying off, and you know some of them not even temporary. And this is the time because there's so many different things that we could all do. So I I just really hope that everyone is inspired and encouraged in some form or fashion to um, to start their own business, even if you partner with someone to start something amazing. Um, a good friend of mine and a sorority sister, um, and she actually passed away a few years ago, so rest in peace, Miss Burgess, um, 
she told me one time we were at a convention in Vegas and we were taking copious notes and we were passing notes at the same time. And um, she was always giving me little tips and little notes. It's just really amazing how, mm, how sometimes people will inspire you and change your life forever. And um, one of the first things she told me, because my background used to be in the social work industry and I always love helping people. But I was one of those people that would drag someone, you know, they say you can't drag a horse to the water and make you drink it. I'll drag the horse to the water and try to pour the water down their throat, trying to make people do stuff that they really haven't agreed to do. And she said to me, um, she said, Vandroff, if you can't change your people, then change your people. That's one of the first notes she gave. I kept that in my wallet for over 10 years until the piece of paper just got raggedy. And she said again, if you can't change your people, then change your people. And that was hard for me because when we're used to having family and friends or people we've known forever, and when we know that we're called to do something else and something more, it's hard. It's so hard. It was hard for me. Um, So if you can't change your people, then change your people. And the other thing that she told me right there in Vegas on another note, she said, don't make the graveyard richer. And I said, Miss Burgess, are you crazy? The graveyard? I don't want nothing to do with the graveyard. And what she said was, most people die never living, never fulfilling their dreams and their goals. And she said, I don't want that for you. And um, and I said, wow. She said, the graveyard is filthy rich. And you know what? Think about that, ladies. Think about that. Think about how rich the graveyard is because someone had an idea but they never stepped out to actually do it. And she didn't want that for me. And um, and I never forgot that. So I want to say to everyone that listens to this call, as we know that millions of people will, men, women, boys, girls, even dogs, it doesn't matter. Um, if you can't change your people, then you must change your people. And don't make the graveyard richer. Live your life, live your dreams, start your business, find people to help you. And women, that's what we're here for. That's what we're building, a legacy of women that want more, that want to become more. And I'm super excited about it. So as we close out tonight, I'll go back to each of my partners for whatever they want to share. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm even, I was already excited when I got on, but, um, but I am definitely excited now. So I'll turn it back over to you guys um, um, as we close out tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think that this is a great topic to talk about just so that other people can maybe be motivated um, by what we all said today. Um, And maybe someone will take the initiative based on the conversation that we did just have to start their own business. And if they know that, you know, there's, it it doesn't have to necessarily be hard um, in order to do it. It's something that, like um, Kay said earlier, we all can start to do tomorrow. Right. Um, I I really enjoyed the topic and the discussion with you guys. I think that your input is just it's always on point and always encouraging, encouraging and enlightening. Um, and I am looking forward to the next one for certain. Absolutely. And um, 
as we close out, I'm sitting here thinking I'm, I was going to put it out about the call tomorrow, but I'm just going to make people wait because it's going to be something really, really interesting, kind of to piggyback off what Kay and I was talking about earlier about moving and relocating ambitious chicks. That's what life is about sometimes. But for those that want to hear about ambitious chicks and moving and relocating and all this amazing things and how we're going to make sure when the economy crashes, we're not going to be under it. We're going to be on top of it. Tune in tomorrow, same time. And this is Real Girlfriends Across America, where we believe in lifelong friendships. You can find us on Facebook at Real Girlfriends Across America. You can find us on our website at realgirlfriends.org, even on Instagram at realgirlfriendsaa. And we're definitely excited to be here, looking forward to connecting with you all. And next week we'll have some new people on to be able to talk about their journey, their businesses, their life, friendships, and just things that girls want to talk about. So get your tea and get ready, ladies. Until the next time, be safe, stay home if you don't have to go out, and we look forward to building with you the next time. Have a good night, everyone. Good night.